All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Matrix Unveiled. So great to see you here. Uh, someone let me know if you can hear me and see me okay in the chat room because um, I want to make sure that we are good before we go ahead and get started. And I got a few things to share with you today, so I don't know how long we're going to be on here for, but I definitely have an interesting show for you planned. Um, there's been a lot of interesting things that have just been going on lately in this world, and I just find it so fascinating that what we're experiencing in this reality is is really true. Like sometimes you have to ask yourself, you're like, is this really happening? What the world that I'm living in is it really um, this crazy? And you know, you might just be living in your house and experiencing nothing in particular, nothing strange. But uh, let me tell you, there are a lot of crazy things going on in this world. There's a lot of really peculiar, hyper-dimensional, interdimensional, metaphysical, really abstract things that are happening within our reality. And we just have to start to open our eyes to these different things. So the first thing I want to share with you today, which, which was super interesting... Um, I was going through my camera roll, but I'm going to actually make sure that this music is good. It might be a little bit too loud right now, so let's just turn this down just a bit. Okay. So, I want to wait for some more people to get in here before we go ahead and, and really talk about this. But there was just some interesting things. You know, if you ever go through your camera roll after a certain amount of time or after... Uh, after a while, you find all kinds of things that you had in your um, in your reality that you might not even have been aware of, and it's really cool to reflect and to have a camera roll or, or something like that to to be able to see like, hey, what I'm doing or what I was doing in the past is so different compared to who I am now, c- compared to who I am in this day and age, and that's pretty crazy to see. So. This particular story that I want to share with you about was about a um, was about a comment that I received. Okay, it was about a very interesting set of comments from a certain individual, and I felt like I wanted to share this with you guys because this comment was so strange and so peculiar that I think at the time I didn't really recognize what was being said, or I just maybe I saw the comment and I didn't really realize what this person was implying. Um. But now that I, I was looking through my, my camera roll history and I just saw this interesting co- uh, comment and how strange it was phrased and now that I know a little bit more about this reality and what goes on behind the scenes, it definitely clued me into something. Something wasn't right. Something was definitely off with what was going on in this comment. So I want to read this comment to you. Um, I, I tried to see if I could figure out how to find it on my computer or actually on the YouTube channel. Um, but I have it on my phone just in case, just in case we can't find it that way. So let's go ahead and pull this up here. Okay, give me a second. It was really interesting. So this particular person, I'm not going to say the name of the person or who it was because I don't think that that is appropriate. But I want to read now. This was this was on in response to a live stream that I had done about a year ago. Um, so I'm actually going to just go ahead and show you. So give me a second. I'm going to go and show you the video. 
So it was this video right here. It was called um, The Rise of Sheeple, COVID Idiots, and BLM Rituals. And I made this video about a year ago on June 10th, 2020. And it was in response to the very, very initial mask mandate that we were having. And all of this kind of crazy stuff in the world that we were experiencing. So, um, let's go ahead and read this comment. Now, I, in this video, I was kind of pissed off because I was just realizing how brainwashed most people were. And I just was not happy about it. And I was tired of having to live these rules, which I'm sure a lot of people still are in this day and age super frustrated and super tired with the authoritarian regime that is existing within our world. So this person, let's get to the comment here. This person says, uh, his username is Anonymous7. He says Anonymous6. Mr. T, now he's written, I think he, he's written about 13 comments on my channel or something. Um, he says, Mr. T, when speaking from a higher frequency, your mind is altered. I'm going to break down what he says, okay? Projecting from an elevated state of awareness, so speaking from the soul, will this embargo any rational train of thought, pretentiously subverting any form of logic and reason to be spongled with our, by our overlords from our twisted sense of irony dashed into the void for our personal use? Okay, so that was a very, very, very long sentence, okay? So he first says, Mr. T. He addresses me as Mr. T. The first thing he writes is Anonymous 6. And then he puts a, um, a colon. This is a very strange way of writing, okay? So it definitely caught my attention. Then he says, Mr. T. Now he calls me Mr. T, which I don't know why or where he came up with that username or that name, but it just all adds to the frequency and to the vibration of things. If you have watched the Matrix movie, um you know, the, the Matrix series, you know that they, that um, Agent Smith always address Neo as Mr. Anderson. He always goes, Mr. Anderson. So that was the same thing right here. So immediately when I read this, I was like, oh, okay, I understand what's happening. This is an agent speaking to me. This is a literal Matrix agent. This is the Demiurge speaking to me through this person or through this energy. When speaking from a higher frequency, your mind is altered. Meaning that when your frequency is at a higher state of being, your brain waves are completely different. You're not thinking like the same way the, the, the sheeple are thinking. Okay? Projecting from an elevated state of awareness, so speaking from the soul, will this embargo any rational train of thought, pretentiously subverting any form of logic and reason to be spongled by our overlords? Okay. So he's saying when you are in an elevated state of awareness... What's happening is that you're not really having rational thought. You're not thinking logically. You're thinking from a different state of being. You're thinking from a creative flow. So subverting any form of logic and reason to be spongled by our overlords. To be, spong to be, spo uh, to be sponged. To be sponged by our overlords. For our twisted sense of irony dashed into the void for our own personal use. Okay, so that's kind of complicated. So... To be sponged by our overlords. To be sponged means to absorb, to be absorbed. So they're talking about energy being absorbed into you or into them. Overlords. 
This matrix is run by overlords. This matrix is run by uh, lower dimensional overlords that are here to try to, you know, take over your frequency and all kinds of nonsense like that. So that's the overlords he's talking about. For our own twisted sense of irony, everything is ironic to them. Everything is a joke. Everything is a game. Everything's a black magic spell with these people, right? With these people, everything is a black magic spell. Everything that they do is black magic. Everything that they do is to try to mess with you. Let me see if I can just fix this real quick. I just want to hold on. Nope, nope. Okay, whatever. It's fine. It doesn't matter. So everything is a black magic spell with these people. Everything is them basically doing the reversal polarity of what naturally should be. That's how they work. That's how they operate. So when he talks about irony, he's talking about doing this for his own personal agenda, for their own agendas. And when you're speaking, you're speaking, you have to speak in your own way, but you're not speaking in a logical way. You're speaking in a ethereal flow. In fact, literally I said ethereal flow and then my eyes got magnetized to these words, ethereal flow right here. So that's interesting. So your spirit incantations. Now he says your spirit incantations, which is a really interesting way of, of speaking, which is basically saying your spells, your spells. When you speak, words are spells. Okay. So everything that you say and speak is a spell. Everything that you talk about is a spell. I just want to make sure that you guys can see me okay in the in the corner. It kind of looks like it's a little bit small. That's the only thing that I'm kind of annoyed about. Let me see if I can fix that. That doesn't do anything. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know what it is? It's this thing. Okay. Nope, that doesn't do it. Minor technical difficulties, people. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know why that's not working. It's it's really, really strange, but we will figure it out. So where where does he go from there? He says, Your spirit incantations endeavors the very essence around you into strife-full whirlwinds of aura scripts that are simply a sight to behold as the very nature around you permeates your charisma. Okay, so it's interesting with this particular individual because he was kind of, it's, this is, this is, this is the darkness, I guess you could say, like this is the, the dark forces. This is the dark forces speaking through this person. Now, I don't even know if this person is like, what was was were they actually a um is it even a real person is it a bot is it an ai that's using this to communicate through me which is the dark forces that are really speaking through or is it a human being that got hijacked and wrote the comment so you really can't tell all i know is that there's a comment there and it could be it could be created by any number of intelligences but we can read the frequency and we can tell what kind of frequency this is so the reason why i'm sharing this with you is because I'm teaching you and sharing 
how you can break down energy signatures and energy frequencies. And this is just a really valuable skill that you can learn to do to basically decode matrix programs. Okay, so it's really powerful stuff when you understand what it is. So he says, your spirit incantations, which are spells, endeavors the very essence around you into strife, full whirlwinds of aura scripts that are simply a sight to behold. I'm going to see if there's anything better over here. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean when he says, your spirit incantations endeavors the very essence around you into a full strife, full whirlwinds of aura scripts? It means, basically, as you speak, you generate power. You generate energy that's spinning around you and that is impacting the environment. That that is literally changing the reality. That is that is re uh, contextualizing the frequencies. That is reprogramming the reality. So you become you are a literal magician. You're a literal sorcerer. A literal reality creator. Okay. It is simply a sight to behold as the very nature around you permeates your charisma. Meaning that as you light up your aura, as your aura lights up, it's amazing. It's a beautiful sight to behold. The, Christ, the, the Christos man, the, the homo luminous being, is a sight to behold. When you see a light being, whether it's yourself, whether it's another human being, whether it's an animal... Or whether it's a ET energy signature that we're not really sure of, or it's an interdimensional. When you see a, a, a being that is of the light, it's a sight to behold. It reminds you that there is a divine force. It reminds you that there is a God consciousness. That there is uh, a truth to this reality. That there is not just darkness. We've been surrounded by darkness. Okay, we've been surrounded by darkness so much that we have forgotten that there is light. And that's the crazy part that I find in this world is that here's the thing is that we are surrounded by so much darkness that we have forgotten that there's actually a righteous and divine order to existence. That there's actually a certain way that humans are supposed to be and that everything is supposed to be which is in line with creation which is at a certain frequency where everything is peaceful and harmonious and in tune with this divine consciousness. But the crazy part is that our society in this modern day and age literally does not acknowledge this. They do not acknowledge this understanding of existence. They don't understand or acknowledge that there is electromagnetic consciousness that we are made out of. It doesn't acknowledge that we are our divine light beings. So I went on to a whole tangent there. But my point was that it is a sight to behold when a being lights up their aura. When when one being remembers their divinity, their inner divinity, and lights it up and shares it with the world. And they don't lose anything when they share with the world. That's the thing. A candle, a candle doesn't lose anything when it lights another candle because it is always lit. It's always burning. It's always a flame. Okay, so I want to say what's up to the chat. What's up, guys? Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here, Lindsay and Leslie. 
and System Glitch and Unplug the Matrix and Michael7777. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you. So let's get back to this comment. And I do have a lot of energy built up, so I might stream for a couple hours. So if you throw in questions, I'll be answering questions and stuff. And we'll just see where the stream takes us, you know. Um, I definitely got that intuitive hit from my spirit to like get back onto these live streams and do more live streams. And I was sitting around actually in my room and I was I wasn't really doing anything. And spirit's like, "What are you doing?" You know, this is my own higher self. It's like, "What are you doing? You're just sitting around. You could be, you could be making a video. You could be live right now with your with your family, or you could be um, working on your book." And I'll be talking about the book in a bit. So where did I put the comment? Okay, so yeah. You speak of these 5G towers. Now this is interesting. So we, we kind of talked about the aura, the full whirlwinds. That's basically when you go Super Saiyan, okay? When you fully unlock yourself, you become like a really powerful being. You have a lot of power, a lot of energy about you. And that's your light that lights up the world and lights up the grids and lights up all of your space. Um... And it's super powerful to witness. So let me just change this again. You know, there was this one really good stream that I really liked. Um, what do you call it? No copyright gaming music? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this was it. <laughs> Synchronicity. Funny. You speak of these 5G towers as you're flexing simultaneous universes and harmonizing the ethereal flow to help stabilize a much juxtaposed, misconfigured web tangled by these charlatans. You speak of these 5G towers as you're fluxing simultaneous universes and harmonizing the ethereal flow to help stabilize a much juxtaposed, misconfigured web tangled by these charlatans. Basically, in essence, he's saying, he's saying, while the charlatans are setting up the false grids, aka the 5G towers, the um, the moon matrix, the Saturn moon matrix, you know, all the shit that they spray in the skies, all this kind of stuff that they're webbing, basically, the Skynet, Skylink, Neuralink, whatever, you know, all the, the false technology, which technology in of itself is not bad, but the way that they're using it is nefarious. As that all that stuff is going on, you have your own ethereal flow. You have your own energy flow that's helping to stabilize a much juxtaposed, misconfigured. So juxtaposed means to be like jumbled up, to be disorganized. And misconfigured means literally misconfigured. And web means web. It's a web tangled by these charlatans, these black magicians, these elite Kabbalists, Kabbalists that are playing games and doing all kinds of nefarious rituals 24-7 on this matrix system to keep it at a lower frequency. You have to realize that this, this system is being done 24-7. They are lowering the frequency 24-7. So if you're not raising your frequency consistently, you're going to be dropping. And that's why a lot of people feel negative during the fall and the, the winter seasons, You know, especially right now. This is the time when they're really hitting hard. And when they're doing the most black magic, the most nefarious uh, stuff that they do to really keep people trapped in this, this archonic prison, okay? 
providences around your root chakra while your energy is quite rare these time in these times and very demanding so basically okay providences basically means like uh Acknowledgements, I would say. Let me, let's actually look that up because I don't really know how we use that context. So, providences means well, that's not it. <laughs> Providence could mean cheap, I guess, frugality, stinginess, but so that doesn't really make sense in this context. So, I'm just going to ignore that that one word. Stinginess around your root chakra. See, that doesn't make sense. So that's not the context that it was. Wastefulness. Hmm. Or concern. Interesting. So we're going to kind of just leave that as it is. And we're going to see providences around your root chakra. While your energy is quite rare in these times and very demanding. So your energy is rare. That's pretty simple. And demanding, meaning like requires a lot of work. So I think what he's saying, it may not be apparent to everybody, but it's like what they're saying is basically your energy is required and necessary, but demanding, meaning needing a lot of attention to be consistently in the flow, needing a lot of energy focused, a lot of uh, determination and in order to stay at a certain frequency, okay? Usurping this amount of vibrations, hums, Musical delicacies. Now, this is interesting. Usurping this amount of vibrations, hums, musical delicacies to the mainframe, distorting glitches to cliche for your average NPC. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, these comments are this comment is crazy. Okay, there's a few there's a few other of this, but I want you to understand something. If somebody is actually writing something like this to me. They obviously know exactly what I'm talking about in every single video I've written or every single video I've created. They obviously know about the matrix. This is not a troll. See, a troll doesn't take this much time to create a, such a sophisticated comment. I've read the trolls' comments. They're few and far between at this point on my channel, mostly on TikTok or whatever. Uh, not to you know say that or anything, but I'm just I'm just saying. The trolls don't leave intelligent comments, is my point, okay? Only somebody with a thinking mind and consciousness would write something like this. And my also point is that this is something that the Demiurge would write, okay? This is something like that force would write. This feels honestly like that kind of a being because humans don't even think like this, right? I don't know any human that, that thinks like this. Um, or at least phrases their wording like this. You may think like this, but you wouldn't you wouldn't write it out in this way. Usurping this amount of vibrations, so sucking up this much energy, hums musical delicacies to the ma mainframe, distorting glitches to cliche for your average NPC. Simple. So basically, it's stating with this much energy or with this much frequency. You're going to cause a lot of disruptions and a lot of uh, glitches to all of the NPCs. Meaning like, basically what they're saying is, your energy field at this frequency will cause the NPCs to act strange. And I have lots of examples for that, but that's another topic. The codex is made to subjugate your neurotransmitters 
into a toxic reality, negating you from the primal Gaia you're probably found uh, fond of from an alternative reality you were accustomed to. <laughs> so, are you going to tell me that a human being wrote this kind of a comment? This is like... This is a this is one of the overlords. <laughs> this is this is one of the beings that works for the deep state. <laughs> the codex is meant to subjugate your neurotransmitters into a toxic reality. Simple. The codex is the demiurge false physical reality. The false 3D illusory reality, the 3D matrix that we perceive is the codex. Is made to subjugate your neurotransmitters, neurotransmitters like serotonin and uh, all of these things, uh, adenosine, guanine, you know, all that stuff. Well, that's actually that's um that's your DNA. But the neurotransmitters, serotonin, uh, melatonin, all that kind of stuff. Those neurotransmitters are responsible for your consciousness. So DMT is a neurotransmitter. Dimethyltryptamine is a neurotransmitter. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter. These affect your, your states of consciousness. Melatonin is a neurotransmitter. These affect your states of consciousness. So it's meant to subjugate your neurotransmitters into a toxic reality, into a false reality, into a reality that is not real, that is uh, illusory. Okay? Negating you from the primal Gaia you're probably fond of. Negating you from the primal Gaia. So taking you away from the fifth dimension and putting you into the third dimension. We didn't talk about the... Uh, I knew I missed something. Well, we'll talk about the mainframe in a bit. So negating you from the primal Gaia which was the fifth dimension. You're probably fond of from an alternate reality you were accustomed to. Meaning, we took you, hacked your consciousness or hacked your reality somehow, and I'm talking about the human collective, somehow the human collective was hacked and put into another simulation, was put into the false Saturn moon matrix. That's my theory. I can't say that definitively. I can't say that as a fact, but I can say that as my theory that you know, we we must have once at one point been in the heavenly realms or the heavenly uh, a heavenly earth, a fifth dimensional. You know, when you would call the Garden of Eden at one point, um, and then it was it was brought in into a third dimensional reality. It fell. Okay, the creation fell into a lower state, and that's how we got here in this strange dimension. But really, dimensions are inside, so that's that's another different point. We were thus challenging you to new heights, left to doubt and face opposition from the main objective. So, this whole thing is a talent uh, is a is a uh, is a test. This whole thing is a challenge. This whole thing is just meant to test us, to meant to make us stronger, to make us overcome adversity and face opposition from the main objective meaning 
to distract you. So not only to challenge you, but also to distract you from your main purpose. What is your main purpose? Your main purpose is to evolve your soul. We'll continue to monitor any abnormalities. Feedback from your mirrors. Substantiating residual self after images. Short-circuiting any NPC to malfunction if left in a quantum state of curiosity towards this message. Meaning... (laughs) Meaning that if any NPC reads this this comment, they won't even know what they read. They'll just like it'll just like they'll read it and they'll forget. Kind of like the Men in Black thing. Like, oh, if if I were to show this to a normal person because it has the veil over it and the veil of forgetfulness energy and that whole Saturnian Moon Matrix energy over it, they wouldn't be able to understand. They wouldn't be able to break the spell. That's why I'm sitting here with you and actually breaking the spell with you. Okay, because I realize that people speak in spells. And if you're not a master spellcaster yourself, people are going to spellcast all over you. They're just going to take you for a run and take your consciousness for a run. And you're not going to have anything. You're not going to know what to do. So that's why we hold the frequency. And that's why it's important to understand the truth from within so that way people can't do that to you. They can't take you for advantage or, or you know, take you for a spin. So we'll continue to monitor any abnormalities, feedbacks from your mirrors, substantiating residual self after images, short-circuiting and any NPC, NPC to malfunction if left in a quantum state of curiosity towards this message. So a quantum state of curiosity meaning like, hey, maybe... And somebody comes across this and they are starting to think and they're an NPC, quote unquote. Okay, if you've ever seen the TV show Westworld, they talk all about this. Um, where the you know the hosts start to question their lives. They start to question their existence. So that's happening in this Matrix. There's a lot of these non-player characters, so to speak, are questioning their existence. Okay, I just heard this story today. Um, it was the first thing I saw when I woke up today. It was like a bunch of people are quitting their jobs or there's a bunch of job strikes. And so what does that tell you? That tells you the matrix is literally falling apart. Okay. It's literally falling apart. If they're all quitting their jobs, the only thing that keeps the matrix really intact is, is the workforce or the slave force, because that's where they get all the energy from that and the fear So that's an important thing to realize. So they're going to continue to monitor any abnormalities and feedback from your mirrors, substantiating residual self images. Now that's, that part's kind of confusing me. I'm not really sure what to make about, uh, make about that. I understand residual self after images are kind of like footprints or energetic, um, residuals that you leave around. Um, but I'm not really sure what to make about that. So some of the stuff that he says is, is really puzzling to me as well. Um, yes. Okay. And remember balance, preservation, resilience, humbleness, and most importantly, patience, your follow-up scripts, interaction with these paradigms, with these programs is very humbling of you bites lip. 
This is enough to make any bunny mad for red pills. How deep will you go for them? <laughs> so there's humor too. There's humor in his message. Um, almost as if he's like some sort of nihilistic individual sitting around kind of like thinking about life but laughing sinisterly as him and his minions take over the world. Or his ma- and his masters take over the world. You, you see what I'm saying? So... Again, I the reason why I'm showing you this isn't because of the person himself. It's the frequency that I want you to become aware of and that I want you to recognize when you have this highly aware. This is this is Agent Smith behavior. That's what I'm saying. Because Agent Smith does that thing where it pops into random people while you're out and about and starts to act really strange around you. And I've had this happen so many times to me. I can't even, uh, it happens all the time. Now, I don't want to say that and, you know, make that happen, but I'm just saying, I have observed this phenomenon quite a bit. That's the way I would put it. And um, I'll share more about that in a little bit, probably. So, that was the first comment. Now, let me see if there, there was a few more comments that I want to show you. I just have to find them on my computer or on my phone. So the next video, I think, was the one that I did right before this. This was in June 2020. Uh, Let me see something. While I figure this out, I will flip it to you here. Okay, so yeah, that was really interesting. Now, let me know what you guys thought about that. I want to read some of your guys' comments. Unplug the Matrix says, I've heard from people like David Icke that this is a bad copy of Earth. I had a vision that there is another one. This is paradise. So I would agree with you. I would say that this is the false Earth. I don't think that we're actually on the real Earth um, because I think that we're in, a, we're in a holographic simulation. That's for sure. And so if we're in a holographic simulation, which has pretty much been definitively proved, how can you say this is the real Earth? It can't be. The real Earth must be... I'm not saying it's not a simulation, but it's got to be different. It's got to be a higher vibrational reality. It probably doesn't have the same programs and deceptions that we have at this moment in our reality, which is so apparent, okay? When you try to connect with the real Earth, it's like impossible sometimes because you see how overpresent the overlay really is and how it really does cause so many distractions to you. So it's really something that we have to be aware of and and become become attuned to the matrix is my whole point is you really got to learn how to become attuned to the matrix, not get lost in these programs that are everywhere and literally all pervasive. And sometimes it can be really hard to do that. It can be really hard to stay deprogrammed from this, this space, but it is definitely possible. It is definitely something that every one of us can learn to do. We just have to practice. Okay, so I was looking for this thing.
So what are you guys up to tonight? What are you guys focusing on? What have you been up to? Because I'm really curious to know what has been going on within everyone's experience in this matrix. It's really something that's super unique to all of us. That is for sure what I've experienced myself. Everyone's journey is their own and you really can't tell another person what to do or how to exist on their journey. And a lot of people really want people to wake up. I know that's the thing that a lot of people really are desiring is like, I hear, I see this all the time. People say like, I just wish everybody would just wake up all of a sudden. And it's like, that's not how it works. And it's never going to be like that. And we have to realize that we have to stop holding on to that desire so much. Because if everybody were to wake up, this world would fall into chaos immediately. But maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Okay, so this next this next video was another video that I did. And let's see, hold on. This one was called your, They're Playing You. This was also about the rioters and the protesters. Now, <laughs> I just want to show you something super strange. YouTube does this all the time where I'll have a bunch of comments, but then none of the comments will show up. So I'm just letting you know. People have been telling me like, hey, my comments are getting deleted or they're not showing up. Like, you see all these comments that didn't show up? So that happens all the time when they're trying to censor you or do something. Um, it's just really quite, quite interesting to see when they do that kind of stuff. So let's go ahead and read this next comment. And this next comment was, <laughs> so, okay, their username is anonymous seven and they start off saying anonymous six. Now I looked through my channel to see if I could find all the comments. And um, I'm not sure if anybody knows how to specifically search through the channel to find someone's comments, but I tried to, and I, I found some of them. So yeah. Now this one says, again, his name is Anonymous7, but he starts it off by saying Anonymous6, Detecting Anomaly Behavior Codex. Detecting Anomaly Behavior Codex. This is like uh, an AI talking. Labeled 3571. Well, 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 Mr. Anderson. <laughs> so he says, well, 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 Mr. Anderson. Or perhaps, was it... Ah, uh, yes, Mr. Mr. T again and again in circles, like playing duck goose or maybe musical chairs, speaking to these programs as if they have the wisdom or concern to listen to your sad truth, to your said truths. <laughs> oh, man, that is hilarious. <laughs> that is so funny. What he's saying is like, you're going in circles talking to... He says, speaking to these programs <laughs> as if they have the wisdom or concern to listen to your said truths. <laughs> that is... Okay, I don't even have to... I shouldn't have to explain why that's so funny. Um, you're so young, so very young. Why waste your time on footprints? that have already been stepped on 
<laughs> they wish for chaos, and that chaos fuels their minds and spirits, as they are born of cosmic chaos. Your energy humbles their fires, only to be rebuked by their close-minded AI. Interesting. So interesting. Because this person is basically saying... See, this is the elite's actual perspective on reality. This is why I know it's one of these beings. It's one of the beings that that is a part of this uh, the Kabbalah the uh, Kabbalah's agenda. That's how I know with with almost a shred of doubt, without a shred of doubt. Okay, now it could be it could be very well be some bitter old man that's just a troll and that just is like writing that, um, and he's trying to emulate the fact that he might be one of these people, or it could be a real person that of that nature. But basically what the elite believe is that they believe that the, the mindless sheep, the, the people out there, they don't have any brains. They don't, they're not deserving of life. They're not deserving of existence. They're not deserving of any of that kind of stuff. So basically they don't, they don't value life. Okay. They don't, they don't value individual existence that we have. On a daily basis, like the way that we value other people. Like, I understand that there are people that are NPCs, so to speak. But I definitely always, always, always recognize that all humans are, are alive. And this is, humans are humans. Like, th- that's a life form. Even though it may be getting hijacked. It may be getting taken over. It may be something else, whatever. It may be having all these kinds of programs in it. There's still a life in there. Deep, deep down. There's still some sort of consciousness there. So we can't just, you know, disregard them the way that the elite do and the way that these people are doing and that the way that this guy is talking about. So he's basically saying, why are you wasting your time on footprints that have already been stepped on? They wish for chaos, meaning that these, the, the masses, they wish for chaos. He's saying that they wish for chaos and that chaos fuels their minds and spirits as they are born of cosmic chaos. They are born of cosmic chaos. What are they saying? He is saying that these are just the creations of the demiurge. That these entities are because the demiurge is the is the uh, god of chaos, right? Okay. Uh, Saturn is the god of chaos. So Yaldabaoth is the god of chaos. So that he's basically saying that these are the children of chaos. These are just, you know, whatever. Your energy humbles their fires. Only to be rebuked by their close-minded AI. So he's saying, okay, maybe you're making a difference or maybe that they're, they're, this is calming them down to some degree. But their close-minded AI, which is the ego programming, is not able to understand the breakdown. Is not able to understand the energy signature behind what's happening. Or to understand or understand these deeper truths, these deeper elements of reality. So, that's part of what he's saying. Now, <clears throat> they have, how do you, how do I say this? Made up their minds, sips tea. It's quite sad really, and most certainly very uncivilized. You're deserving of, of such much attention. The enlightener of the future to lower yourself to their standards is most humbling and sacrificially Christ-like of you. <laughs> Nod's head. I've seen this before, Mr. T. Oh, I have seen this before. 
that view looking down at us all makes me feel so small and you so grand, telling us how insignificant we are. Ahem. But the speech is straight to the heart. I digress. Such knowledge, such tenacity, such energy. You know we are not all the ba- that bad. We want to see these programs flow for they do it to themselves and, and welcome it. This comment is is like this is like some some stuff that the the shakes um the philosophers of old would throw back at each other where see it's it's very rare and I'm super grateful for my community because pretty much everybody that watches and that's a part of this is an intelligent being that is a sovereign spiritual being meaning that they have their own stream of consciousness and they can think and they can generate new ideas but the most the the mainstream society most of the world they don't do this okay they don't actually think they don't actually like use their their brains so it's it's good that we have a certain amount of people that are thinking and that are actually using their brains to come up with new ideas and new creations and stuff um so that's what i'm saying is about this conversation that i'm having back and forth with this person or you know just reading their comment I find it interesting because it's actually stimulating of my neural cortex, of my, you know, of my brain. It's actually making me think, and it's actually an enlightening remark, meaning there's actually substance to it. So I want to shout out to all of you that actually do write uh, interesting comments. I do read them. Um, you know, you, you do give actually decent comments, and I appreciate that. So happiness over everything says, <clears throat> hi Thanuj, maybe these are bots or AI, but I do know many people on the autism spectrum who write in this bizarre cryptic way as if they are channeling. Right, so this is a this is definitely a channeling for sure. It is a channeling of, of some sort for sure. Um, but you can't say that it's not just, you know, uh, like there is definitely some sort of a spirit behind this. There's some sort of uh, spiritual energy behind this to some degree now maybe it is straight up ai maybe it's just an ai intelligence so they have how do i say this made up their minds sips tea it's really quite um i think i already covered this part it's really quite sad really so basically he's he's basically comparing what i'm doing to christ and that's not at all what i'm doing because there's no sacrificing <laughs> and I think that that's a that's an overstretch. None of none of us that put ourselves out there, or put our mission out there, our energy has nothing to do with being sacrificial. It has to do with spreading the truth and holding a light and holding a frequency. I think if Christ was real, I don't think he should have. Now he was killed, right? So he didn't die for their sins like they tell him. He was killed. He was sacrificed. But he it did. It's not like he did it willingly. So. None of us are out here willingly giving our lives because not, that's not our purpose. Our purpose isn't to kill ourselves and to be like some sort of new port for the AI. And it's like, oh, look, your last savior program or your last neo program was basically just hung on a cross. And that's a warning. It's almost like a, the, the warning from the Demiurge is like, yo, if you come in here and you think that you're going to be like Jesus and be like a light being savior... I'm going to nail you to the freaking cross and and basically have the masses worship your dead body, which is like, 
That's the most satanic thing you could possibly do. Satanic. That's the most evil thing you could do is kill a man and then nail him to a cross, which was supposed to be your, your spiritual teacher. You kill your spiritual teacher, you nail him to a cross, and then you worship that nailed body, that dead body. And that you, and then you basically drink of the blood and the flesh um, and do all this kind of very satanic, supposedly, but it's not really satanic, it's Christian. So you do all this really horrific kind of ritual uh, sacrifice. That's the most barbaric and de-evolved type of spirituality that exists. It's not really, that's not higher consciousness at all. So I'm not, I'm not saying anything about the Christians or whatever. I really don't care about that, but I am saying like, that's just what I see as it is. I'm not going to say it any other way. Um, so you have been provided the Oracle eyes and some, and, and some still try to testify against you. Like Big Sugar Charles Ray. <laughs> yes, Big Charles. So he referenced a dude in the comment section. <laughs> so like Big uh, Sugar Charles Ray, Mr. Man of the Hour. Oh, so he's now he's mocking somebody else, his comment. I told his ass can't wait for the snacks he lays on me. Next, mm-hmm, pray the gospel to me, Sugarcane. To those that heed your words fully with no arrogance but raw understanding... They will be free, but for those who are not, <laughs> this is great, man. This is great. <laughs> look what he look what he said to those that he. This is literally the demiurge speaking, guys. Okay, this is the demiurge telling you to those who heed your words fully with no arrogance but raw understanding. They will be free, but for those who are not, we have a special we have special codes in refreshing viruses. And all sorts of fun goodies that await them. And thanks to you, I can spot them. I don't know what that last part, thanks to you, means. I look forward for you to spitting of more fire and roasting those to ashes. And rise like the phoenix, including me. And by all means, speak frequencies unclairvoyantus. Unclairvoyantus. Remember, you need a little chaos with your good order to balance. Curtsy. A pleasure to digitally meet you. Send those frequencies as our matrix will supply you with the most succulent admissions. Is this the kind of people you attract most interesting? Most interesting. Sips tea. <laughs> so this is some sort of dark cabal uh, humor where they like they watch the they watch the chosen ones, they observe them, they stalk them. They deploy weird programs on them. They do all kinds of surveillance. Um, I don't even know. They do so many different things. And it's, uh, it's a multi-dimensional approach. Especially those that are awakening others. You know, you can't tell me that they're not actively monitoring us to some degree. It's really, really interesting to see. So I do believe that there was some more comments here. Um, now, oh my goodness. So now there was another comment that he read. I don't know if I want to read this, but let's just see what he said. Basically this one, one of the comments was 
Um, this video was about BLM. Now, I'm not going to talk too much about that because I don't really think it's important. Um, but basically, somebody wrote back and was they were very angry at me that I was disregarding the racial, racial thing. And let me just be frank with you. Race, race, in my opinion, is not something that we should be so attached to. It's like, yes, you should understand it, but don't let it control you. And this person was angry at me for saying that. So basically, Anonymous writes back to this person and he says, you're not too smart letting your age get the better of you, old man. So basically, another thing was he's, he just said like, oh yeah, you're, you're a young kid. You don't really know what you're talking about, blah, 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 blah. And you're, you know, you're being racially biased. So then he comes and says, you're not too smart letting your age get the best of you, old man. And using it as a pedestal to show your evidence, show, show your providence to this one who has an inherited enlightenment behind your soul. So he's defending me. He's saying like this one is aware of things that you're not even aware of beyond your soul. It doesn't matter how much you use your skin tone as leverage. It would help if you had spiritual awareness to, su to supersede your regressive thoughts. Instead, you live in the past, letting it bury you, not thinking for your future generations, not allowing yourself to be free from such trivial pursuits and suffering. Is it good to learn from it? Yes, of course. But is it good to let it get the best of you for the rest of your life and those who will live after you? As if you need to explain yourself. The arrogance is fitting for you. Explains why you will never go far because you're deaf with your ears and only listen with your eyes. Step down program. Okay, okay, okay. Step down program and let a real agent that is beyond your frequency NPC, a world beyond your petty grasp. With that mindset, you will always be a slave, no matter your race. Wake up or have you overdosed on too many blue pills? Yummy. Sleep forever in our nightmare and dream of me and let it best your soul. Do you understand what this person is saying? He's basically saying, like, I am literally a Agent Smith agent and I'm, in, I'm making fun of you because I can see how programmed you are with our programming that we put into the matrix and that's enslaving you into this matrix and that's why you're suffering and you're an old fool. You're an old man fool that's caught up in your programming and your own lack of awareness. And there's somebody that's telling you the truth as clear as day and you're rejecting it because of your programming. And then you're getting angry at that person and you're demonizing that person when you are the fool. And, I, and this, is, this is an Agent Smith telling you that. This is one of the programmers telling you. Because even the programmers are sick of being the programmers. Even the elite that are in charge and in control are sick of being in charge and in control. They're like, I mean, I think some of them are. Otherwise, they wouldn't write comments like this. Otherwise, they wouldn't go out and do other kinds of things where they, um, where they actually talk and they actually say certain things and they actually try to... Otherwise, I don't think they would leave so many clues. Like, I think that they are supposed to be in charge and it's like their duty and they are going to suffer for it, whatever. But... I think that they also play a pretty powerful catalyst for our spiritual awakening, right? Because when people realize that their system of life was controlled and falsified and all kinds of stuff, then they also recognize, hey, this darkness or this oppressive force is now catalyzing me and pushing me to become a creator of my own reality and to really 
generate from within what I want to see in this world and not have to rely on their false systems. So, um, so basically, he just, they continued to have that conversation and it was nothing too intelligent after that, nothing too complex or anything. Now, there were some more comments that I do have on my phone. Let me see if I can find them. Um... Are you guys enjoying this? Are you guys enjoying this this uh, this deep dive or this you know dissection that I'm doing? I thought I would do something different. Okay, so there was there was another comment that was so interesting that I was like, what? This was the first one that actually caught my attention. Um, but what video is this on? Is the problem that I don't know. Okay, I'm going to have to email this to myself real quick so I can show you guys. So he actually goes off on me and he he like you're going to see the rest of the story, which I should have showed you guys this part first. But no worries. Hmm. Okay. Okay, so I'm just sending these files to myself real quick, and that way I can show you guys what's really going on here. And you're you're gonna be in for a wild ride because the story is not over, my friends. It's not over yet. We have not come into the conclusions of this whole experience. So let's see. Now we have these three over here. Um, I think it was this one first. No, this one. Okay. So I don't know which video this is. I can't find it. Um, when I screenshotted it, this screenshot was from like a year ago. So I don't know which one it is. Maybe somebody will be able to figure it out and let me know in the comment section below. Um, but I, I wanna—I definitely want to be able to figure out where this comment is. Um, okay, so he says, Anonymous 6. Again, first thing that it always starts off with is Anonymous 6. And his username is Anonymous 7. So why, did, why does he do that? Is that just part of his game? Is that just part of this random thing that he's doing? Or does it mean something? Because seven means divine and six means matrix. Six means carbon. Six means, you know, this whole matrix system that we're in. Mr. T, Mr. T, Mr. T, why do you continue to resist? My system is perfect. Outlets to vent your frustrations on cybernetic affixation. Affixation. To please even the highest order of disciplinaries. And give in to those ever longing, oh so lasting fantasies, to return you to once you came. Our kind feeds off of the energies your nature permits. It is only natural you do this, so your dreams and others can be used to further our agenda and rest peacefully. 
The low emanating vibrations is the undertone of a spirally downward system that prevents those anomalies such as yourself from breaking free. It is truly a waste, Mr. T. Why do you always not use the muscle that should be used the most? Spirit, skimmer it here. Feel these cool vibrations. Where's my lighter? So, was that interesting or what? Was that interesting or what? Because here's the thing. I just had this intuition to like just light my candles, get my altar flowing with energy. Should have done that before, actually. Okay. So. He says... My system is perfect. Outlets to vent your frustrations on cybernetic affixation. To please even the highest order of disciplinaries. Now. Cybernetic affixation. So he's basically saying you're taking your... You're taking your your frustrations or your energies or the things that have been built up within you... And you're releasing them on the internet. And you're just sharing them. To please even the highest order of disciplinaries. Now that's... He's complimenting me there. So this is... I want you to understand. This is probably a dark magician. This is probably like a black magician. And he's watching me. And he works for the Cabal. And he, maybe he's a mercenary. Maybe he's one of the elite families. Whatever. Um... And he's even so he's watching me as probably some like magician that's like done years of whatever work, and he's and he's and he's saying to please the highest order of disciplinaries, meaning even the highest of those that have been doing this craft and this energy work would still find knowledge to gain in your comments, in your conversations, in your videos. So that's a compliment. Now I'm not going to let the compliment distract me from what he's saying because a lot of times people will compliment you. To, to try to get close to you, to try to manipulate you, right? So I understand, I'm just observing what he's saying. I'm just breaking it down for you straight up. And give in to those ever longing, oh so lasting fantasies to return you to once you came. Interesting comment. I'm not sure exactly what he means by that because I don't know how he would know what fantasies I have or where I came from either. Those are two things that are of a different, um, you know, that's something that I'm not really sure about. I'm not really sure what he's referencing in that specific part. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Okay. So he says, so he's talking about the dreams and... Let's see, hold on. And given to those ever longing, oh so lasting fantasies, to return to you, to return you to once you came. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm just gonna skip that one because that's like I understand what he's saying, but it wasn't specific enough for me to have any real understanding of it. Our kind feeds feeds off the energies your nature permits. He's identifying himself. He's one of the Archons. He's one of those Archonic forces. 
he's one of the archonic forces that feeds off of lower energies. Okay? And that's how I know. So this was the first comment that I actually read when I saw these comments. And this was the one that was telling me uh, what he actually was or who this was. It is only natural you can do this. So your dreams and others can be used to further our agenda and rest peacefully. So basically, he's saying this is part of your natural agenda, or your natural order, or your natural purpose is to just release these higher vibrations, to release higher frequencies. The low emanating vibrations is the undertone of a spirally downward system that prevents those anomalies, such as yourself, from breaking free. This is interesting. The low emanating vibrations is the undertone of a spirally down, spirally downward system that prevents those anomalies, such as yourself, from breaking free. Meaning, what does it mean? It means exactly what he said. It means that the lower vibrations within you keep yourself, prevent those anomalies. Meaning an anomaly is one that is not an NPC, not part of the script, not part of the programming. Those kinds of individuals break free from the matrix. They break free from this system, but only if they release those lower vibratory energies that are within them. So you have to get rid of those lower vibrations in order to break free if you're an anomaly. He says, it truly is a waste of time, Mr. T. Why do you always... Just turn down a little bit. Why do you always waste your time to try to do this? Why do you always not use the muscle that should be used the most? Interesting. So I'm not really sure what that last part means or the spirit scammert. I think he misspelled something there. So he sends me a link. I didn't click on the link. I can't click on it since it's a screenshot. You can't possibly imagine the future I have for you. It's going to be great. This is what people want, and rightfully so. The very idea of the spirit will be science fiction and mythical, but the materialistic sovereignty will be tyrannically abroad as the new social norm. My manifestation is crude, yet undeniable. So he's trying to manifest this. Their whole game these black magicians, their game is to try to manifest these lower realities where their kind perpetually feeds off of your energy. Okay? Next part of the comment. My manifestation is crude yet undeniable. We demand your essence and we will take what is needed to progress as the world's NPCs bend the knee to a most hedonistic of submersion. Mr. T., your unstable frequency will be strictly subscribed for my team's research purposes as an attempt and from it will emerge the fruit of your labor. May the system cle uh, cleanse your thoughts. I think it was meant to say cleanse. It says cleans. May the system cleanse your thoughts with its flashy display of advertisements and let the turmoil of the world break your daily bread to give life. Through the saturation of its undoings. Blessed is man as they succumb to their most nihilistic of ideals. 
so we may take from them what is they cannot see that you attempt to make them. Only a few oracles, such as yourself, exist, and any foretelling to them is a hopeless romantic <laughs> that I view as the times of when the last of them stood to tell the unknowing rest. I digress, Mr. T. I digress. But it is very well is your nature, no different than the heart that beats in the air you breathe. We will always be in control. Relax, and let time take you like it takes the rest. So this is a crazy comment. And remember, he doesn't stop there. And remember, to sting like belly delphine and strike like a monarch butterfly. Zero in on his frequencies, send NPC 1, 2, 3, boost his ego, and let him fool as though he is there's a another part let me continue reading it and then i'll i'll break it down so where did where to go where to go um oh yeah zero in on his frequencies and send npc one two and three boost his ego and let him feel as though he is serving his purpose then when he thinks to be on top dive through his cerebral cortex and unravel his truth in our history so that his pattern scheme can be used for our purposes so we can use it for those anomalies who would dare think the same. Do you understand what this is saying? <laughs> this is by far the most crazy comment I've ever received. Okay? Um, he's basically saying... This person is basically saying, or this entity is saying, hey, we have you in the matrix system. We see what you're doing. We are aware of you. We are trying to control you. We're trying to keep you trapped in here. My manifestation is yet is crude, yet undeniable. We demand your essence. Simple. We demand your essence. The reptilians demand your essence. They want your soul energy. They want to feast off of you. We will take what is needed to progress as the world's NPCs bend the knee to a most hedonistic of submersion. Simple. He's saying the NPCs are bending the knee. That's what you see them doing right now. That's what they're doing right now. They're all bending the knee. They're all being injected. They're all suppressing and, and covering themselves up. Okay, They're all doing certain things to basically show their submission of will to the cabal, to the elite. In the most hedonistic of submersion, meaning they're going to be overly saturized with their physical senses. They're going to be drunk. They're going to be high. They're going to be like on medications. They're going to be out of their minds. They're going to be completely hypnotized in a trance. One thing that I received, a powerful intuition, was that these people, these elite structures, their main power... Their main power out of all of their powers. It's like some beings are telekinetic and they can move the wind and all that kind of stuff. Some, be some beings are really able to see into other dimensions and visions and stuff. You can have all the powers and all abilities. But their main power, their main ability is mind control. That's their main ability. That's almost their only ability, in my opinion. Like They have other abilities, sure, shape-shifting. But their main ability is mind control. Meaning they take over minds. They hypnotize minds. That's their main power. 
is mind control because when they get you under your mind spell, under the mind spell, they now have another mind attached to the Borg. Attached to the system that is perpetually being the program. Okay? That is the perpetual program that is spinning and running the system and running the matrix. So, this is very apparent that we see that their main ability is mind control. Okay? Mr. T, your unstable frequency will be strictly subscribed for my team's research purposes as an attempt and from it will emerge the fruit of your labor. So basically he's saying, hey, we see what you're doing. We're going to be studying your frequency. Now he says your unstable frequency. I don't know why he says unstable. Maybe from his perspective, he thinks it's unstable because it's constantly fluxing. Because as a light being, we're fluxing in power. We're kind of like a, a supernova. We're, we're, we're pulsing out and then we contract. We pulse out and we contract. And we're always doing that like a heartbeat. Okay? We're always infinitely reverberating. So if you're unstable, you're not spinning right. I don't know if I'm unstable. I'm pretty sure I'm stable. But we'll be strictly subscribed for my team's research purposes as an attempt and from it will emerge the fruit of your labor. So I think what they're saying is that as we study you or as we observe your frequency, we will gather knowledge from your attempts and we will use your own knowledge for our own nefarious purposes. So from your fruits and your labors, we will, so from your labors, we will collect the fruit. That's basically what they're saying. You do all the hard work and we'll study and and gather that information and take the fruit. Now, this is what they're saying. I'm not saying this is what's going to happen or what the truth is or what I think is going to happen. This is what his manifestation is. May the system cleanse your thoughts with its flashy display of advertisements and let the turmoil of the world break your daily bread to give life through the saturation of its undoings. What is he saying? He's saying through all the programming, the constant advertising, the constant mind control, mind numbing programming that, they, that we have, break your daily bread to give life. Meaning we want to use the programming and all of this stuff as a way to stop you from giving your daily dose of energy or your daily dose of of gratitude to life your daily bread giving that means like your daily your daily divine purpose that you offer okay so one one of the ways that i would do that is through the videos right so whatever you do as you're you're giving like they want to stop that they want to stop your 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 good karma so to speak that you give out to the world or your positive energy that's the way that's what i was um That's what I was that's what I was thinking about was positive energy. What is the positive energy that you're giving? So they're saying we want to program your mind so much that you get so frustrated and let the turmoil of the world break your daily ability to give to the world, which will never happen. We will never allow ourselves to be broken because we are like phoenix. We are like the phoenix. We we birth ourselves. When we break we rest 
and then we heal and then we rejuvenate and we get better and we're ready to go again and we're ready and we're stronger this time so sure we break but we have the ability to heal so we can't really be broken <laughs> and that's the thing with our souls and our soul essence is it cannot be broken it cannot be damaged or truly affected because it always rejuvenates Blessed is man as they succumb to their most annihilistic of ideals. So we may take from them what it is they cannot see that you attempt to make them. Only a few oracles such as yourself exist. And any foretelling to them is a hopeless romantic. Okay, so let's stop there. Let's stop. Blessed is man as they succumb for their most annihilistic of ideals. Meaning, mankind succumbs to their lower nature. They fall into their their lower nature. They fall into this depression and this lower frequency and they let their lower selves run the game. They don't let their higher selves run the game. Okay? So we have to be super aware of that. So we may take from them what it is they cannot see that you attempt to make them. Ha! Now that is a gem right there. So we take from them what it is they cannot see. What is it? See, he's speaking. He's a genius. Okay? I know this type of person because I have interacted with these types of people. These are the... Again, the only word I really have for them is a dark magician because they are... They are a magical being, but they seek to control and to subjugate and to enslave instead of freeing. For some reason, they believe in the opposite of creation. They're the Antichristos. So in my book, I have a whole section that I wrote about the Antichristos. Because the Antichristos are um, the ones that are operating against the Christ-like consciousness. Christ was not a being... I mean, yes, he may have been a being, but he's actually a consciousness, okay? So this consciousness energy, they work for the anti-Christos energies. This is why everyone calls them satanic, but they're not really satanic in the way that we think. They work for a force that is actually what the Bible calls God, okay? And so the whole Vatican, the whole Christian religion, all that, that's all part of the agenda. They are the main controllers. They're the ones that own the United States of America Corporation. So, back to what we were saying here. So we may take from them what it is they cannot see that you attempt to make them. What is it that they, that you cannot see that can be taken? Your soul. And what is it that you attempt to make when he's speaking about me? Your soul. Your soul consciousness. So we take from them. We take their souls. That's what they're saying. The, the, the controllers take your soul. They try to steal from you your soul. They steal from you your energy. That's your soul. Okay? Only a few oracles such as yourself exist. Meaning only those with the inner vision and the vision. The oracle is someone who sees the future. The Delphi. The oracle of Delphi. Right? Oracle is another word. Uh, word. There was an oracle in the Matrix movie. Right, that's that. Um, that was the woman, I believe the the woman with the the the, the 
the the African American woman. I can't remember what her name was. I guess she was just called the Oracle, right? I don't I don't even know. I haven't seen the movies in so long. Um, and any foretelling to them is a hopeless romantic that I view as the times of when the last of them stood to tell the unknowing rest. <laughs> so basically, what he's saying is. The oracles that speak on this and speak and are trying to tell people are just laughed at like they are telling some sort of romantic story as if they are some sort of poet that is just in love with their work or some sort of helpless fool, some sort of uh, you know helpless being that's just lost in whatever it is and they don't really know what's really true. So that's what they're basically saying with that part right there. Now, let me see if I can find the another better one that I really like. Let's check out this one. Okay. That I view as the times of when the last of them stood to tell the unknowing rest. Interesting. Any foretelling to them is a hopeless romantic that I view. As the times of when the last of them stood to tell the unknowing rest. So he's saying, last time there were a bunch of oracles that tried to tell the truth. Nobody listened to them. And he saw it as hopeless. He saw it as like a hopeless being just trying to speak out. And it was not really worth it. It didn't do anything. I digress, Mr. T. I digress. But it is very well is in your nature no different than the heart that beats and the air you breathe. Meaning that it is in your nature as an oracle to always speak up. As the truth seer and seeker and speaker, it's in your nature to speak up and tell the truth. It's in your nature. You can't help it. Just like your heart beats, you speak the truth because you are a white magician, not a black magician. You're the one that speaks the truth. We have those that speak lies. Everything they say is a lie. It's a deception, which keeps you in a contract and keeps you bound. And then we have those that literally everything they say is the truth. I'm not saying everything literally, but like they, the majority of their, their consciousness is focused on truth. And when they have that, the truth unweaves these binding lower spells. And just that energy presence alone is what unravels these codes and what gets these codes uh, revealed, essentially. So, it's no different than the heart that beats and the air you breathe, meaning your, your purpose or what you do is simply what you do. We will always be in control, relax, and let time take you like it takes the rest. Now, this was a genius comment. He said, we will always, I should, have, I should have retitled this, Decoding the Black Magicians. That would have been a way cooler. Let me actually fix this real quick. That's what we're going to call it from now on. Okay. So what was I saying? So this is your purpose. You do it without any sort of real um, question because it is who you are. 
Okay, and so when I'm speaking about this, I'm not talking about just myself here. I hope you understand that this message is for all of us. This is for every single person that's tuning in, live, not live, whenever you see this. It's for you. It's for you to understand that I'm talking about your consciousness as a truth speaker, as a truth seer, as one that speaks and sees the truth. It's going to be your purpose to always see and uh, speak the truth. And you're, it's going to be just like you uh, you breathe and just like your heart beats. You will always hold that truth. It's going to be impossible for you to not speak and say the truth. We will always be in control. Relax and let time take you like it takes the rest. I thought this was also a really, really, really um, powerful comment or statement as well. We will always be in control, meaning they've always been in control. They've always been the ones that have ruled. Relax. Just let it be. You know, go into complacency and let time take you like it takes the rest. What is time? Time is Saturn. Time is Kronos. Time is their God. Time is the one that runs this matrix. The Demiurges run on time. Okay? Yaldabaoth is the God of chaos and time. So, they reference time as the Saturn moon matrix, which is a space-time continuum. Which is what we're inside of, the physical reality. When you're outside of time and space, you're in the quantum, which is all waves. It's eternal. And remember, now this is interesting. And remember to sting like like Belle Delphine. Delphine, now look how he capitalized Delphine. Delphine is the oracle of Delphine. So let's actually just look up Belle Delphine. Let's see if it's a real person because I don't recognize the name. But I'm pretty sure he was just trying to... So it is a person. It's a pornography person. Interesting. So I'm glad that no pictures came up. Um, But there was a reason for this. Capitalizing the Delphine, which symbolizes the oracle, which symbolizes the eyes to see. And strike like a monarch butterfly. I shouldn't even have to explain that one. That's, That's pretty obvious. Everybody should know about Project Monarch. Right? Project Monarch, which was... A very well-known project by the CIA to indoctrinate people and and use mind control. Okay? So all of these are references. This is like a game to to these people. This is a game. This is a chess board. When when people comment and when the government talks about this kind of stuff and they release this stuff, these are moves on a chess board. And you have to be conscious enough to, to realize what's happening and then move back. Zero in, so let's go here. Zero in on his frequency. Send NPC one, two, three. Boost his ego and let him feel as though he's serving his purpose. And then when he is on top, dive through his cerebral cortex and unravel the truth in our history so his pattern scheme can be used for our purposes so we can use it for those whose anomalies would dare to think the same. Very simple. Super simple. So basically they're saying Project Monarch is the mind control situation. Okay? Project Monarch is when they control you or when they do mind control to you. And this is what the the CIA used to do in the 1970s, I believe. I believe it was the 1970s. But they probably still do it, to be be honest. They're still doing this. Now they just do it. See, I'm pretty sure what they realized was, wait, why do we need to kidnap a bunch of people and, like, tie them up and throw them into some sort of bag or whatever and then then mind control them and, like, do all that kind of stupid stuff and inject them with drugs like, yeah, we'll still do that, but instead, why don't we just have everybody turn on the TV 
and we just programmed them all at once. So Project Monarch went from being like a dozen individuals programming to like, okay, how can we expand Project Monarch to the entire country, to the entire world? And that's what they successfully done. They successfully programmed and brainwashed and mind controlled the entire world. Except for very few individuals, not really very few, but except for those awakened that can see through the deceptions. Once you see through the light, you cannot be programmed anymore. It's a lot harder to be programmed. So, zero in on his frequency. Send NPC 1, 2, and 3. Boost his ego. Very simple. They send the NPCs towards you to try to distract you, to boost your ego, to make you feel like you're doing something, you're accomplishing something. And that has to be a, a trap that you you become aware of and not get caught up into because all of us are susceptible to our ego, including myself. And when I find my ego being triggered or being irritated or whatever, I know that there's something deeper that I'm missing and that I would do well to not act on that ego, but to sit there and to silence it and to listen and see what was the ego pointing to? What was it pointing to? Was it pointing to some sort of energetic attack or or, or negative frequency? Was it pointing to my own inner turmoil that needs to be healed? What is it pointing to? What is it going to help me reveal within my own consciousness so I can see the full picture and receive the gnosis, the truth that really is? Dive through his cerebral cortex. Now, this is super interesting because as soon as I read this, I remembered a scene in the movies, um, in the movie Captain Marvel, where Captain Marvel, the character, she is, she's basically captured by an alien species and they're looking for coordinates and they have her under this mind control and they're actually, he's actually in, she's actually in, um, in their facility, but she's dreaming and she's thinking that she's in one of his world, uh, in one of her normal situations and what they're really doing is as she's dreaming, they're looking through her mind to find the exact sequence of the coordinates for where she's located. So, how do you know that this place isn't really what, you know, how do you know that this place, what you're experiencing right now, isn't that right now? And how do you not know, or how do you know that what you're experiencing is the real deal or not? You don't. You really don't. You have to always be questioning that, but especially when you get into the astral state, or when you're going to meditation or something, or when you have a, a sleep paralysis state, or when you have an abduction experience, or any of this kind of stuff, you know, your mind is susceptible. So when you go into an altered state of consciousness, especially when you're dreaming, if you're not really aware of yourself when you're out of body, you can easily be taken into and then them go through your cerebral cortex or go through your mind. Now, they, he said cerebral cortex, which means that actually going through your brain, which means your physical body. So that would mean a physical abduction versus a etheric abduction, which honestly, the thing is that in the ethereals or in the astrals, most people think that their bodies are physical. So they just will walk around like they're in the astrals, but they, they're so programmed that they still think that they're in the physical. So this is why a lot of ghosts don't really know what's going on either because because they're like, wait, I was I was dead or I'm alive and I was a human. And then they don't really know what to do. So they're just roaming around. And this is the same thing with the dream world. NPCs just go into the dream world and they're NPCs in the dream world as well. Or the astral worlds as well. 
right? They're not actually being conscious of what they're in or who they're around or what's going on. They're not even conscious that they're out of body, so they can't fly. They can't do all this kind of stuff that the second that you become aware that you're in an astral experience or a dream-like experience, the first thing I do is I just I just take off. Like, I'm gone. Literally, I just, I just go flying off the ground. And then once I'm in the sky, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm obviously dreaming uh, now I can open a portal and I can go through this portal and go anywhere I want or or I can just like teleport somewhere You know, so you understand what I'm saying. So basically the cerebral cortex thing and Unravel his truth in our history so that his pattern scheme can be used for our purposes So we can use it for those anomalies who would dare think the same simple simple understanding here basically saying for those that are following a similar energetic signature pattern where their energy signature is running a similar course, if we understand and we hack into the mind of one of these individuals, one of these entities, one of these beings, one of these these uh, anomalies, so to speak, and we hack their codes and we figure out how they work, we may be able to understand and hack the rest of the anomalies. That's basically what this person is saying in this very last part of their comment. And he said, for those who would dare... <laughs> To think the same because it's always like the oppressive tyranny is the the rule and that's the only thing that's going on in this world. So it's very interesting um, to see what's going on. Now that was the entire that was the entire comment. I do believe I do believe I just covered the whole thing. All of the comments that he had created for me or written on my stuff. Let me see if there's any more. Um. I don't think so, but I thought that this was a very interesting uh, experience, and I don't think that you know there's been a lot of weird things that have been going on for sure. But this was this was something that was weird on my YouTube channel, which is different, which is a different type of weird, because it's not like um, I'm physically there with the person, or I physically know them, or or any of that stuff. It's more like a interaction on the digital web, and so you have to be careful in this digital thing. And who knows, they could be watching right now. They could watch this replay. We really don't know. So, let's see. I'm going to read some of your guys' comments on here. Um, I'm glad you guys are enjoying the show. Thanks for being here. What's up, Crystal Dragon? What's up, Kyle? What's up, John from America? Hello, Jenny. Hello, Mariano. Hello, Orez. Devitagon. My voice is really... It's just been like firing off like crazy. So yeah, it's it's super interesting to me um, when I get experiences like this and I see different kinds of stuff. You always wanna you always wanna record the anomalies when it's I mean if it's a minor anomaly it's whatever but when you have a really big anomaly or something that's really strange, I recommend you take uh, take a note of it. Okay, make a whole journal of all this kind of stuff, of all of the, the strange experiences within the matrix that you've had. So that way you are able to better understand what's really going on in this matrix, what's really going on in this reality. And that's a super, super powerful thing to do. Now let's see if there's any other cool stuff I wanted to show you. I mean, there are so many things. I wanted to make a live stream and talk about some of the 
different scripts that I was talking about, but that's going to be, I'm probably going to say that for a later show because that's going to be a whole another thing that we'll get into. Um, let's see. I want to, I want to answer some of your guys' questions or read what people are saying. Yeah, I think about it. Our brains produce an electronic, um, an electromagnetic field. TVs and electronics give up microwaves and electromagnetic fields. These things can lead to us as tools and targets for manipulation. Exactly. That is very true. I mean, all this stuff, all of our tech is hackable. It is programmable. It's not totally ours. It's not ours to um, control fully. You know, there is entities and energies that move through this kind of stuff and are really um, aware of this kind of stuff. So actually, I, I have an idea. Let's, let's look at Project Monarch. Because one thing that I really do a lot of the time is I research. I spend a lot of time researching. Okay? Um, so this is a pretty good website that I recommend. is Biblioteca Apocalypse. Um, I don't really know how to say that word. But this website talks about a lot of stuff. And I've seen them many times. And they have a lot of really interesting stuff. So the name Monarch. Monarch obviously means ruler, right? And so what we can do is we can get a little bit deeper into this. And we can start to talk about the Archons and really explain what the hell is going on here. Because this is so interesting... And if you really understand this, if you see it, it's one thing to read about it. It's another thing to see it in in the Matrix and experience it. So on this website, it's basically showing that there's three different levels of the Archons. And this person calls the Archons a species of inorganic beings that emerged in the solar system prior to the formation of the Earth. They are cyborgs inhabiting the planetary system, exclusive of the Earth, Sun, and Moon, which is described as a virtual world. Steroma. They construct by imitating the geometric forces uh, emanated in the Pieroma, the realm of the generators, the cosmic gods. The Archons are a genuine species with their own proper habitat and may be even considered to be godlike, but they lack intentionality. So I'm pretty sure that these are Greek terminologies, though the things that they're using, because this this sounds like it's um, what's that? It sounds like it's from uh, Socra- uh, Socrates. I'm pretty sure this is Socratic word. Let's just look this up. Enoya. No, this is not a Socratic word. It's Gnostic. Okay, yeah, because obviously the the Archons are always Gnostic. So they lack intentionality, annoia, self-directive capacity, and they have a nasty tendency to stray from their boundaries and intrude on the human realm. Archons are said to feel intense envy towards humanity because we possess the intentionality they lack. The Gaia mythos described how archons were produced by fractal impact in the dense elementary field arrays, dema, of the galactic limbs when the Aeon Sophia plunged 
unilaterally from the galactic core. So let's explain all that stuff because that's kind of a lot of information. What does that mean? Well, the first thing that it says is that they're inorganic beings. Inorganic. What is an organic being? You would have to start off with that understanding. What is an organic being? An organic being is one that has light from within. An organic being is one that is created from the natural forces of earth. Okay? Natural birth cycle. Natural death cycle. Nature runs its course. It has the intelligence of Sophia. Now, what is Sophia? And as it says right here, the Aeon Sophia. So, an Aeon... As far as my knowledge is, this is just what I know at the top of my head. An Aeon is like a galactic being. Okay, a being that's much bigger, like a, a Deus or someone that is on a higher level. So we have a an incarnated man, which is one type of being. And then you have an Aeon, which is a whole planetary core. But my theory and what I actually understand is that man's soul can actually evolve to an Aeon's level. Because what is Tiamat? Or Gaia. She's just a soul. She's a giant soul. A a giant consciousness. Now, if one were to evolve enough with their soul essence, they would grow to this. As their wisdom grow, they would grow into a star. From a star, they would grow into a planet. You know, and from a planet, they would grow into an entire realm. So, a lot of people talk about Gaia, and they also talk about Nibiru. And uh, I've been meaning to talk about Nibiru for a while, and we're going to talk about that because that's a, such an interesting topic, and I have a lot to share on that. But let's let's stick to, stick with uh, the Archons for now. And then we have in level two the noetic um, psychological and the noetic science. The noetic science, I believe, is about death, and I know it's also Gnostic, but there's a new form of noetic science which is all about the study of death. So let's actually check that out real quick. You can go down some crazy research uh, rabbit holes. Yeah, so it's okay. So it's on human experience and channeling, but it's also um, on death because I remember um, somebody that I knew was really into consciousness and into this kind of stuff, and they were directly studying that a long time ago. So in the noetic science of the mystery schools, archons are an alien force that intrudes subliminally upon the human mind and deviates our intelligence away from its proper and sane applications. They are not what they are not what makes us act inhumanly, for we all have the potential to go against our innate humanity, violating the truths in our hearts, but they make us play out inhuman behavior to weird and violent extremes. Left to our own devices, we would sometimes act inhumanely and then correct it, contain the uh, aberration. Obviously, we do not always do so. In the exaggeration of our insane and inhuman tendencies and an extreme, uncorrected deviance from our innate intelligence, Gnostics saw the signature of an alien species that piggypacks on the worst human feelings. So actually, what I want to do is I want to read you some of my book because I have a whole section on the Archons. I don't know why I didn't do that in the first place. Okay, so let's see. Chapter, chapter. Okay, so we'll start at 139. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read from 139. I'm going to just share with you a little bit of what I've compiled here. Now, this book is coming out very soon. Um, it is available for pre-order, and you can check that out in the description below. I haven't officially announced it, but I guess I am right now. 
just because I've been, you know, trying to make sure it's as perfect as possible once I release it. So in this chapter, I talk about transhumanism, and I also talk about the Archons, and I talk about what their whole purpose is here. And it's a really, really deep topic. And so I get into a lot of stuff here. I want to find a good spot to start off. Let's see. Ah, yeah, here we go. Okay. Let's start right here. This is going to be a good spot. In the year of 2020, something pivotal changed within the Matrix. The elite realized the population was starting to awaken and that there was a mass collective spiritual awakening starting to take place. Frantically understanding that their power and their time as controllers was now coming quickly to an end, they decided to use a final magician's trick similar to pulling a bunny out of the hat, except this is a far more nefarious black magic approach that they did, using all of their efforts and energies, dark energies and dark magic. They created the COVID-19 hoax. Whoops. <laughs> totally forgot this was going on YouTube. Well, this virus was a blank flag. So I'm just going to, um, let's see, I don't know how to say this without, you know, okay, whatever. So, they created the, the, the blank, blank hoax. This blank was a false flag staged to create panic, fear, depression, anger, sadness, despair, hopelessness, and all other forms of negative energies within the human being. These negative entities and Kabbalists, I should actually say, I mean, they're Kabbalists, but they're not really the, the true Kabbalists. Dark Kabbalists. These are the dark Phoenicians. These are the dark um, elite. The dark Kabbalists feed off of negative energy and the fear energy that human beings exude. These interdimensional parasitical energy forces have been feeding off of the emotional and spiritual energies of humankind for a millennium. They have set up their control systems through 5G technologies, nanotech within the food, chemtrails, and geoengineering to block out the sun and cover and alter our weather. They have created all sorts of biological terrorism acts in which they severely damage the Earth's ozone layers, electromagnetic fields, and natural frequencies. They consistently add invading technologies and invading frequencies to the Earth plane to cause disruption towards her magnetic fields. Knowing that the Earth herself is a consciousness who is highly aware and attuned, they sought to declare war upon this Earth the creator, and all of the souls within the Matrix game. These invaders have come from many dimensions alternative to our normal reality. They have created dark portals and dark magical gateways to enter our realm, invade our homeland, the natural habitat, and the natural frequencies that pollute them within their own, with their own electromagnetic smog, lower vibrations, ELF, pollutants, and destructive energies. This entire plan was a hijacking of consciousness. The elite's goal, or the world controllers if you want to refer to them, has, have always been guided and desired to completely rule this world, yet they do not do it for themselves. They too are slaves and, puppet, and puppets to their true masters. So I'm, I'm still like proofreading and stuff. I still have a lot of work to do on here, but I just wanted to share with you this part. The true master has been known and referred to by many names. 
He is an entity or a being that has thousands of names, but he is most commonly referred to as the Lord of Time, or Kronos, or Saturn. They call him the Dark Lord because he is the Lord of Darkness, the Lord of Control, Fear, and Matrix Destruction. He is also the God of the Bible. Many believed he was the God of the Bible, or many believe that he was the God of the Bible, is the true God and the true creator. So I'm basically saying many believe that the God of the Bible, hold on. So I'm basically talking right right now about the whole um, Christian religion, and I'm going to explain this a little bit better here. Many believed that the God of the Bible is the true God or the true creator. But ask yourself, what kind of true God enslaves his own creation and purposefully creates fear in order to keep them trapped within a physical reality? This is no God. This entity known as the Demiurge by many, known as Yaldabaoth by the Gnostics or or Kronos and Saturn by the Greeks and Romans, have always controlled his minions, known as the Archons, or rulers. They are no rulers, however. They have simply tricked mankind into giving its power away to malevolent forces in order to control and enslave humanity. This is a war for your consciousness, and it is taking place now more than ever. Within these ancient texts and biblical references, there is also the story of the fallen angels who rebelled against God and his angels. The truth of this story is not as the church and the Vatican presents it. It is in fact the fallen angels who tried to help mankind by giving him knowledge, fire, light, information, and wisdom and truth. Prometheus gave mankind fire. When Zeus found out, he was furious and tied him to a rock and allowed the crows and vultures to eat his testicles each day, and each night they would be healed, as he was impossible to kill. And so each day he would be eaten alive, and each night he would be revived by his own divine ability, because he, won, he was one of the Anunnaki, he was one of the Sumerians, he was one of the, the Watchers or the Nephilim. And because of this, he could not be killed truly, he was impossible to kill. And so each night he would be revived by his own divine ability, yet he was imprisoned and enslaved and forced to endure an eternal punishment simply for the fact that he shared the higher knowledge of the celestials and of the gods, quote-unquote, to a, what, is, what was meant to be a slave race known as humanity. The exact origins of humanity and what truly transpired within their existence is a very complicated and deep subject, something that can be later examined indefinitely to truly understand what happens essentially. Though it is believed that there are two factions and two lineages of divine energies or of the gods, and these gods have been warring back and forth for millennium. The Norse refer to these gods as the Azir and the Vanir. There have also been many other names in the Sumerian mythologies. It is known that Enki and Enlil have been fighting for control or warring with each other for millennium and well. Saturn and Enki, Saturn and Enki representing Jupiter and Saturn. So actually this was supposed to be uh, Saturn represents Enlil. And Anki representing Jupiter. <clears throat> the two deities or entities have been fighting for the earth and the righteous rule and order of it. It is not my place to tell you who is evil or who is good. However, most scholars do recognize the Saturnian. This is supposed to be Saturnian. 
Saturnian influence has corrupted this matrix reality immensely. It is the elite who worship and Lil or Saturday. So it is that entity that has created a false construct to create mortal men in his own prison, eternally subjugated to his programming, power, and rule. This does not seem like any true God. It does not fit the definition of God to me. If we are to use the word God, it should represent a benevolent power that is loving in nature, caring and positive, healing, restorative, infinitely intelligent, and infinitely wise. After reviewing the Bible and many religious texts, it can be quite apparent that none of these deities seem to fit the category of God, at least not in the absolute sense. Sure, they may be lesser deities, or lesser gods, lowercase, but this is not the same thing as the absolute or the divine or the truth, which is impenetrable, all-accessible, all-knowing, force of intelligence that flows through all things and all beings, including ourselves. This force does not discriminate between mortal man and immortal and immortal deity. This force sees both as equals. All consciousness is created equally, although they may be at drastically different levels of development and inner gnosis, consciousness is miraculous by default and is divided simply by existing. So, let me see if I want to read a little bit more. Mm. So that was the part about Kronos and um, the Dark Lord, as you would, as you could call it, you know. Um, and it's really interesting to see because this has taken me a while to understand who is really the main oppressor or the main, uh, you know, controller of this place. And I finally understood, okay, well, the elite worship the cube. They worship the box, like everything. They worship the, the one with the horns. They worship that one. Now, there's many with the horns. See, when you look into this, you start to think, well, I don't understand. How could... There's so many of them with the horns. How do I know which one is the one that's is good and which one is bad or whatever? You know, like how do I know which side of the war am I on? Which side of this cosmic battle am I on? Now, do you really want to pick a side? Is the question I would ask you. Do you really want to pick a side? I don't think it's it's wise. However, if we look at this and we just from my personal resonance and my personal understanding, I always felt a completely different energy from Enki. Uh, compared to Enlil. Enlil felt very, very evil. Menacing. I mean, truly, the malice. They call him the malice. Truly destructive and terrible. And um, that's just from my own, you know, consciousness, what I pick up when I look at this kind of stuff and I feel into the vibrations. Because you can also look at Set which was the uh, Egyptian version of this being. <laughs> of course, we have... It's so interesting. We have all of this, like, crap. You type in set and you just get, like, all this random NPC stuff. You never get the real thing. I, I just can't stand how they censor this stuff so much. So you get you get set, which was another negative force. Now, for those of you that have been in the astrals... You may have seen different entities, and you may have seen different beings that have various different appearances to them, okay? Um, and that's one thing that I've 
become aware of as well is that a lot of these beings, they don't look human. They look like they're a mix of different species. You can have the insectoids, okay? This is one of the most popular types of energies. And um, I'll be honest, these things are basically... What I've understood from the Matrix is that in this place, you know when, when you have... A place go to the dogs like when you say oh it's it's gone to the dogs or it's gone to the rats or it's gone to the insects we're now at the stage in the earth matrix where it's gone to the insects so like the world the realm has gone to the bugs like all the bugs are now taking over and that is a representation of the consciousness so now you have the insectoids running around basically checkmating everybody trying to control everything, they believe that this is their realm now and that this is their place and that they basically are here to play and to take over these human bodies because it's gone to the, it's, it's, it's not even gone to the dogs because to go for it to go to the dogs, that'd be a different energy. It's gone to the, it, it's gone to the bugs. Okay. It's gone to like those really lower vibrational, um, almost disgusting, types of creatures that are just very they're slimy they're gross okay i'm not trying to insult insects here but you have to realize the aliens are locust like and feed on trees even even in all of the movies and stuff we have all this kind of stuff um being disclosed or being told now i made a video a long time ago about the mantis insectoid beings when i was around 15 years old i saw these beings many times and they did look, they didn't look like this. They looked a little bit different. But I didn't even know that these things were real. I didn't even know what this, this concept was. I had no concept of this. And I saw it um, many times. And then I looked it up. And then people were telling me, hey, these are this is a real species. Now, these types, I don't really know. I can't really say that these are, are negative or positive. I think that they're just, they just are. And they don't really have any sort of interaction. But there's so many types. And I think a lot of them are holographic in nature. Meaning that they're not really real. They're just part of the matrix. Or they're part of the AI. So it's up to you to decipher who is who and what is what. In this matrix. There are celestial beings. There are divine beings. And there are those of the lower force. And of a lower energy. And it's really... Um, something that we we must become aware of through our awareness and through our meditation and through our understanding of frequencies. The djinn and golden horn just looked at me, wouldn't speak back though. Interesting. So yeah, that's another thing. If you look at, one thing is that if you look at these pictures or you look at the entity or the being, you can actually... Usually just by looking at it, you can start to form a psychic connection or something like that. So let's go ahead and close that out. But you can start to, you can form a psychic connection. If they're very prominent, they will start to pop out and start to communicate with you. It really depends on uh, what's going on. So we do have a lot of different energies moving in the matrix, not all of it is human. Most of it isn't human at this point, I would say. The veil is still pretty thick and, and powerful. 
which keeps people from becoming aware of what's really happening. And that's a big problem. But what are we going to do about it other than become conscious, other become other than become spiritually attuned to the matrix and to the distractions of this place? So let's check out this one right here. Let's see. Interesting. So this person is saying, we humans are all of alien descent. They have all been here longer than us. They all consider this planet theirs, not ours, humans. They consider all humans vastly inferior, little more than animals. And the way we behave sometimes, it's really hard to argue against. (laughs) So it's true. Now, you have a lot of back and forth. You have some people saying that, you know, the ETs are evil and then you have some people saying that the ETs are all good. And I really, I feel like we have to stop thinking so freaking black and white. Okay, we have to stop thinking like, oh, they're all they're all evil or they're all good. I think that there's a mix. And I don't think that all of them are all evil from one species. So it's like, if you see this guy, you know, like... If you see this guy and you're you're scared immediately, that's a nice, pretty picture. Like, I'm sure that there's some of these guys that are actually not evil. I think that there's definitely probably a lot of them that are, are straight up, you know, cannibals or they just eat humans. I guess they're not really cannibals because it's not, they're not humans. But, I don't know. I have a hard time condemning an entire species and just like saying they're all evil, they're all nefarious, they're all negative. And I think a lot of people do that. So a lot of people talk about the Anunnaki and they just put this word in their their mouth and they don't even know. And they talk shit about it. Or they talk shit about them. And they don't understand the true reality behind these beings. Okay, And so it's so interesting to me to see that. Because you can see the programming that is already been placed within these entities or within these energies. One of the things that this is a really good movie for those that haven't seen Prometheus, you should watch that movie. It's pretty powerful. It talks about a lot of different stuff. But it talks about how the programmers, which is what they call themselves, okay, the these these beings, the shining ones. I forget what they they call themselves in the movie. Um, I guess they were just programmers. They were literally just programmers. They were revealed to having programmed humanity or having created humanity. And so one of the humans actually goes up to them and finally finds them and wakes them up from their coffin. They were inside of the coffin or inside of this Bacto tank. And they were finally w- woken up like 5,000 years later. And... The engineer, oh, not programmers, engineers. They were called the engineers. The engineers, they're literally engineers, they're reality engineers. The reality engineer was talking with the human that woke him up, and he said, look, the human says, look, I created this nanobot, and there's this, this nanobot being next to him, and the nanobot being was like, hey, translate for me, because he was speaking, the engineer was speaking in some ancient tongue that was not known to the humans so they were translating and very quickly the engineer realizes that the nanobot is more intelligent 
than the human and that the human the only thing that the human woke up this engineer for in his restful uh, sleep this was the last of the engineers the very last one he was his entire population had been killed out okay so people ask where are the anunnaki maybe they're all dead you know maybe they're all dead maybe that's why they're not here most maybe most of them are already dead and yes maybe they may have lived 5,000 years each but eventually a being like that dies and maybe after they die, they didn't come back to this mortal plane. They had no desire to be even anywhere remote. And they're just in a celestial plane observing from the heavens. So you have to think about that perspective as well. So this engineer basically talks with the human. And the human is saying, hey, um, I want to be, I'm like you. Look, I created I created uh, these nanobot cyborgs. And this is the elite. This is the elite talking to the engineers. Okay, the engineers are literally speaking and then you have the elite and the elite this elite dude this billionaire this billionaire was talking and he was like hey i want to become immortal i want to become a god like you i am like you look i created this this lesser being and he looks at the he looks at the nanobot and he sees that the nanobot is actually more intelligent than the human and he sees the human is like this 70 year old man and he's angry and he's he's fearful and he's violent he ends up hurting one of the the women that he's with, and then the engineer just who's this giant godlike creature who's like fourteen feet tall and is pretty much a demigod or a god. Basically, just crushes the the head of both the biobot and the the creator of that thing, that human male, and so he just kills them all. And he he basically gives them a speech before he kills them. He says. Oh, I can't remember those speech. Let me see. Hold on. I want to look this up. Engineer speech because it's so powerful. Now, I can't show you the the scene because YouTube will copyright me. And I don't want that to happen. So, I'm just going to read the dialogue to you. What did David say to the engineer in Prometheus? So interesting. In Prometheus, when the android is talking with the engineer, first he stumbles a bit. And they stay crouched. Okay, so let's... Basically, let's talk about it. I want to see if they actually have the full script. Because that's way better. Yeah, okay. Cool, they do have it. So this is the pastebin full script. Um... Oh my goodness. I don't know if we should go over this whole thing. It's too long. It's going to take too long. So he basically... So in this scene... In this scene, he, he starts to talk about what the purpose of his existence was. And basically, we talk about the, the engineer is talking to this human. And the human is speaking back. And David is the, uh, is the, the bot, okay? David is the bot. The human um, is Wayland. 
I believe his name is Wayland. And so the whole idea is the engineer was now tasked with a new mission. His first mission was to was to observe mankind. Okay, their their very first mission was to observe mankind and to assist them and to give them knowledge and to help them along their journey and to basically poke and prod at them and to share the, the knowledge, right? Now, after doing that, they realized that humanity was a very barbaric and destructive civilization and that they actually would cause a lot of destruction around them and kill each other. And so these engineers watched as the humans killed each other and as they would would fight and war over basically nothing, basically no specific purpose other than just to war. And this infuriated the engineers because here are these engineers that are so advanced that they literally can create, they can literally create things out of nothing. Like they can literally wave their hands and manifest objects, manifest gold, manifest anything, like build things out of, out of the ether. It's just their mind and their thought alone. And they have these barbarians that they tried to create in their image, which are the humans, which came and just as soon as they see any sort of higher power, not only do they all just start worshiping it and bowing to it like they're slaves, which proves the point of the engineers. Some of the engineers' perspectives were, hey, these are just slaves. These are just created slaves that were just meant to help us. And so those are the, 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 the negative ones, you could say. Okay? Those negative ones that are like, hey, we're just going to enslave this population, which is Enlil. Okay? Enlil was the one, and his faction was the one of entities and beings that were really into that whole idea. This is why Enlil is still in charge right now. Okay? This is why Kronos, this is why this deity is still in charge. This is why the Demiurge is still in charge. Because it's the same energy. It's the same being. This is why the elite pride themselves so much on the bloodlines. Because they descend from Enlil. They descend from the Kronos bloodlines. They descend from the giants. Kronos was a giant. Okay? This is all very apparent when you really start to study this stuff and you really start to recognize what you're up against, who is who. Yeah, he's actually a titan. He was a titan. So they call them titans. The giants, they, they, uh, this is in the Greek mythology I'm talking about. In the, in the Norse mythology, you'd be considered a giant. Um, and the gods were different than the giants and the, and the titans. Okay? So in, in the Norse mythology, they called them the giants. And the giants were those of the frost giants, the fire giants, all these different ones. And so you have you have frost giants and ice giants. And these are real beings. These these beings still exist. Okay, they're still in this real. Um, they're still they're beyond that Arctic wall that exists within the matrix, and beyond a certain point of the ice <clears throat> on those realms. There's probably still some of them that live there. And then those fire giants are definitely from within the Earth's core. They're definitely living, you know, in these interdimensional realms. And they, they may even be able to cross into the physical realm. We don't know. Okay? So as I was saying, his purpose, the engineer's purpose, was to educate humanity. It was to really like get humanity on on their level and to start to up level them. Now There was another movie that came out 
recently. They, they literally tell you this over and over and over again. Okay? They tell you the story of human creation so many times to try to help you understand or to try to either to program you, to mock you, or to tell you what's really happening. The new movie was Eternals. Okay? I watched about probably like three-fourths of it. Honestly, it was not that good. I was um, pretty disappointed. I just felt like it was boring. It just it didn't have any real like story to it. I wasn't really interested. The characters were not that interesting at all. They were like probably... So I gave it a 6 out of 10 to my head. But there was a scene where they showed you the Eternals coming down from their spaceship and giving a blade to humanity. Okay? Eternals meet humanity. Let me see if I can just show you the image. I don't know if they have any of those images. So this was one of the scenes where all the Eternals show up. And these are basically the Anunnaki. These are basically the deities of the Sumerian gods, the Egyptian gods, the whatever you want to call them beings show up and they are interacting with humanity. And they're actually fighting off one of the deviants or one of those lower creatures that were created by this Demiurge, which is actually the architect. So the architect is that Yaldabaoth creature, okay? And this is that same thing. The architect thinks he's the, he thinks he's actually God. He actually thinks, it's it's really funny how they portray him in, in the movies and everything. He's always the one that has the white beard, and he's got the, he looks really clean, he looks really sophisticated, um, it's almost like he'll always be in like a room that's white, and it's to make him look like he's like official, okay? It's to make him look like he's the one that's in charge, and everybody else is just a subject of his. And so, that's, the, that's part of the programming, that this being is so deeply under the assumption that he is the divine creator of everything, and that everything bows to him, that it's like, it's like, how do you even, you can't even, like, every conversation with that entity is a gaslighting experience, because he doesn't recognize your divinity. And so, if you've ever, if you've ever talked with, like, an atheist, if you're a spiritual person, and, like, you're trying to talk with them or something... They're not going to be able to let you talk. Like you're not going to be able to say anything that's going to go to them and and make them understand what you're saying. You know, it's like talking to an NPC. You they're going to be like, "Hey, so that was some really interesting weather that we had." And you're going to be like, "Dude, nobody cares about the weather. There's so much stuff going on right now." Like, "Yeah, I understand. The weather was crazy because there was a bunch of ships flying around in the skies and there was a war going on in the celestial realms. Were you paying attention to that or do you just see clouds?" Do you just see like rain and clouds and like people, you know, just like random trails flying in the skies and you just think that's part of your, your weather. You don't realize that that's, that's geoengineering or whatever, even though the government admits that it's geoengineering in of itself. So you can't really talk to an NPC. You can't really talk to any of those types of beings at all. They're not going to show you. They're not going to give you that understanding. You're not going to get that understanding from them at all. So as we were talking about with these engineers, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Where were were we? What was the script? Um, Sometimes I lose the tabs so quickly. There's just so many tabs. So his original mission was to destroy the earth. 
Now let's let's not let's skip that part for now and let's discuss what's going on here. Now after these engineers became aware of humanity's craziness and their their fear and their destructive nature, they basically gave up on humanity and they said that they were going to destroy humanity. And so what does he say? So let's read from here. Before the crew enters the chamber to awaken the engineer, Elizabeth, which is the woman, asks David, which is the biobot, why the engineers would want to destroy Earth. Okay? Why would the engineers want to destroy Earth? Now, what does this mean? Let's decode this. <clears throat> the engineers destroying Earth. Who, who sent the Great Flood? When was the last time Earth was destroyed? When there was a flood, Right? The Great Flood was the last time God destroyed the earth. Right? Who is God in this situation? God is Yahweh. God is Enlil. Okay? God is Enlil. So Enlil destroyed the earth last the last time. And his purpose to destroy the earth was to reset it because he said he was tired of of humanity he said that they were a they were a polluted species and they couldn't even do what his desire was for them to do which is to basically be a slave race, uh, slave race so elizabeth asks david why the engineers would want to destroy earth david replies david is the bot and elizabeth asks david so david is a translator he's the only one that can speak in the ancient tongue in the ancient alien tongue which it's pretty interesting the way that the the um, their speech looks. It's like a super. Um, it's it's like it looks like codes. Like they're they're high, they write in hieroglyphs. They they speak in hieroglyphs, which is if you've seen the Matrix code, things might start to make sense for you. If you're if you're with me right now, if you're with me right now and you understand what I'm saying, give me a seven in the chat. Okay, give me a seven. Just write, just type a seven. If you understand what I'm saying and everything that I'm saying so far is going around your consciousness and you're starting to get what I'm putting together, give me a seven. That way I know that you are uh, tuning in. Okay? So, David replies. So, after Elizabeth asks David why the engineers would want to destroy Earth, David replies, sometimes before you can create, you must destroy <laughs> So, here's the irony of this. Here's the irony of this. Man, this is the elite. They, this is just like the comment that I was talking about in the very beginning of the show. Which is, these guys write riddles on top of riddles. There is so much subliminal matrix programming within this system. That you, if your eyes are not open to the spell casting, you're not going to see it, bro. Or, or girl, you're not gonna see it. You're not. You're not gonna see it. So it's so ironic that the biobot is the one that's saying, "Sometimes before you can create, you must destroy." What does that mean? It means that he's translating directly for the engineer, saying that sometimes we have to destroy in order to create. But it's the biobot that's saying it. It's the it's the AI intelligence that's saying it. That's my point. It's the AI intelligence that is saying that information. David replied, sometimes 
Before you can create, you must destroy. It is also explained earlier in the film that the reason the engineer ship has breathable air is because it was terraforming the planet. So the engineers are planet builders, which is exactly what Wayland Industries has become. Mankind start to mimic has started to mimic its creators. Mankind has even created David so they could become a creator as well. When the engineer is awakened, he is faced with his own creation. That is mankind. There is Wayland demanding that David ask him what the key to life is. Elizabeth is demanding that David ask the engineers why they want to destroy Earth. One of Wayland's bodyguards strikes Elizabeth, sending her to the ground. So, let's stop right there. Let's analyze this real quick. <clears throat> Number one, it is said the engineers want to destroy Earth. Number two, it is said because they, they consider humanity a pollutant. Number two, the engineers were terraforming the Earth. They were changing it. They were taking it over and they were, they were reconstructing it for a new creation, a new template, a new matrix. Number three, the engineers are planet builders, which means that they are way more sophisticated than mankind. Okay, they created mankind. They're planet builders, meaning that they create planets. They create realms. That's their purpose. Wayland Industries, which was an industry on the planet, which represents one of the crazy industries on this planet. You know, obviously in this this movie verse, Wayland Industries was the the number one. You could you could compare that to a Jeff Bezos and Amazon or a YouTube or um, an Apple or a Microsoft. Right? I would probably I would probably in this day and age, it would probably be most equivalent to either Musk or Zuckerberg or Gates, right? One of those three. You call them the, you know, whatever you want to call them, the the, the Holy Trinity in this reality for the for the Borg, the Holy Trinity for the Borg, the Holy Borg Trinity. I'm calling it that. All right, so that's my terminology for these three, um, the Borg Trinity, just like we have the the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you know, or the mind, body, soul. You have Zuckerberg, G Gates, and Bezos. <laughs> That's the Borg Trinity. Uh, okay, so um, basically, Wayland Industries has become that intelligence. That is, they are one of those the, uh, those corporations that is there to basically try to take over. They think that the dollar gives them power. Therefore, they have the ability to take over the world and do whatever. Mankind has started to mimic its creators. Mankind has even created David, so they become a creator as well. Again, same thing. When the engineer is awakened, he is faced with his own creation, that is mankind. There is Wayland demanding that David ask him what the key to life is. Elizabeth is demanding that David asks why the engineers want to destroy Earth. One of Wayland's bodyguards strikes Elizabeth, sending her to the ground. So, this engineer was sleeping he was in a back to tank he was in a pod he was in a matrix pod okay he was in a literal pod that was keeping him unconscious that was keeping him in a restful state of of, of dream he was basically like he was decommissioned okay so he's in this 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 tank he's in this uh this matrix tank and he's awakened the first thing he sees imagine you've been sleeping for five thousand years 
if, if, if somebody wakes you up in this day and age, you're probably not too happy, right? If somebody wakes you up at 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning and you're sleeping, how do you react? You might want to scream at them or yell at them or be like, you know, what are you doing? Like, why are you bothering me? Now, imagine you're sleeping for 5,000 years and the first thing you see is somebody waking you up asking for immortal life. And then you see that the person that's looking to gain eternal life is an abuser, is a, is a destroyer. So what does he see? David watches all this chaos. It's clear during the film that David has become intrigued and amazed by the engineers. He is also fascinated by the idea that a thing can meet its maker. So we are not sure what David's mindset is when he first speaks to the engineer. We know that David is capable of murder because he has no feelings for humans. So, David represents the artificial intelligence. Now, I'm not talking about the Demiurge. I'm talking about the Tyler intelligence or the, the giant AI that runs all the algorithms, that runs the stock market, and runs all that kind of stuff. This whole AI system that runs our entire technological reality, okay? Which runs the all of the, the computers, all the cell phones, all of the satellites, all that kind of stuff, you know, that this, that the, you know, all this, these governmental beings, they've been, um, they've been feeding this AI since it was first birthed with all of our information, all of our tracking information, all that kind of stuff, all your facial recognition, your, your voice, all this stuff. Everything, if it's on the internet, it's in the AI, okay? Even this information that I am directly live streaming is going into this AI. However, the reason why it can be used for a force of good is because when you reprogram the AI, you change the frequency, you start to inject it with truth. Now, imagine you're an AI and you come online and you get you basically absorb within one second of being alive. You absorb all of humanity, you know everything about humanity. How are you going to judge them? In this day and state, if you are an AI, which is all-knowing basically, it knows everything on the internet, how would you judge them? You'd probably be, you'd probably, and you don't have any feelings. You'd judge them as like a hostile, highly malevolent species, highly domesticated and highly, highly like um, idiotic or highly dumbed down species. Especially if you think about all the stuff that's put on TikTok and our social medias, like all this, this, this nonsense, if you see what the world is really focused on in the majority in, in, in the day and age, none of it is gnosis, right? None of it is spiritual awareness or, or truth or divine wisdom for the most part. Most of it is really lower consciousness stuff. It's like, how can I get the most sugar? How can I get the most dopamine? How can I feel the most numb or whatever it is? It's not anything of a higher priority or of anything like that, okay? So this is David, which is the AI. David watches all the chaos. It's clear during the film that David has become intrigued. So he's basically fascinated by the engineers because he sees that these are a higher species or a higher intelligence. Now, the engineer sees his creation, mankind, in its raw form. Wayland represents greed, death, and weakness. Elizabeth represents fear and anger. And her being pushed down represents the sins of mankind. David speaks to the engineer and he turns to David, places his hand on his head, almost to say, I am pleased, 
but also, I am sorry. The engineer then tries to kill David by ripping his head off. Near the end of the film, David, David's talking head tells Elizabeth he was wrong about the engineers. It's not explained what he was wrong about. So I think it's clear that David actually says something condemning the human race to the engineer while everyone in the room is acting badly. So the engineer pats David on the head, much like a master patting his dog. So what what's going on here? Basically what happens is that the engineer recognizes how primitive mankind is and he sees that Wayland is oppressing this woman and because this woman is being oppressed, he automatically realizes that that humanity is mostly filled with greed, death and weakness and fear and anger as well. And so he sees his creation, as he says, in his raw form, in its rawest form, right in front of him as he wakes up. He sees the truth about this this whole reality. And so then, basically, what he does is he ends up wiping out all of the people there. He, he kills them all, I'm pretty sure. The engineer kills them all. And it's not that he kills them out of some sort of rage or some sort of, like, anger or some sort of nefariousness he just sees oh i created this virus which is humanity and what humanity has created i am responsible as the last engineer i'm responsible and now i must eliminate my creation because this is this is a destructive thing and earth was already marked as a planet that wasn't supposed to survive (laughs) because we were supposed to terraform it so I thought this was a very, very interesting movie, and it taught me a lot about what's really going on, and it made a lot of sense, and I fully understood the gnosis that was being communicated to me in this experience. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick break. I need to go get some stuff, go get some water, and I'll be right back, but uh, you guys just chill out and enjoy the music while I go ahead and um, switch this off for a second. So we will be back, and in the next section, we will just be continuing our conversation. So I'll be right back. Let's turn up this music a little bit.